0: Tuning in to a priceless perspective. I'm your host Nicole Steele, and as our listeners, many of you may know, we are on a series entitled "You Are Worth the Wait" for having a candid conversation about teen sex and specifically from an angle of abstinence. We are delighted today to have as our special guest Miss Paula Kenyatta. She's from Kennesaw, Georgia, and she's currently a student at Kennesaw State University. Welcome to the show, Paula. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. We feel like it's important since we're on this series and we've had great speakers like Miss Jackie Bruton um on the show and other young people who are actually living a life of abstinence. So we're excited to have you come on the show and actually share about your personal experience and your views and your stance on this particular issue. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your personal story? Um, sure. Um, as you
1: mentioned, I am um I do live in Kennesaw. I went to Marietta High School and that's actually where I met um Miss Jackie Bruton. And um I practiced abstinence for twenty one years. Um I was a virgin of course that whole time. I did not date in high school at all. Um, I did start dating after I graduated high school, um, and that's where things kind of started to get a little crazy. In high school, my friends, a lot of my friends, because I was in a, I was in an abstinence club called the Real Majority, and a lot of my friends were abstaining. If not, they were virgins, And, you know, we were all trying to do the same thing. But then after graduating, a lot of us went our separate ways. And so I didn't really have that circle of friends that were doing the same thing that I was doing. So once I left, the my environment changed, and a lot of the people that I started to hang around were older than me and were not abstaining, and they were always talking about sex. So I'm not trying to make it sound like it was something that happened overnight. It was kind of like a long process of, like, thinking in my head and kind of, like, not valuing myself and not Forgetting the reason why I wanted to be abstinent because of the people that I was hanging around, it kind of deterred me and um made me decide that okay i don't I no longer wanted to be abstinent and I made that decision because cause I felt like a lot of the women that I knew that had saved themselves from marriage ended up marrying guys that were not virgins, so I felt like it was a waste of my time to remain a virgin. If the guy that I was going to marry was not a virgin And that was all the wrong reasons to remain abstinence I realized afterwards Because at the end of the day Like even though that's great to save yourself for a person But it's really about you And valuing yourself and loving yourself And not putting yourself in positions That are going to harm you later on in the future Or if not immediately so I didn't realize that then. So um, after a whole lot of mess, I could recommit myself to being abstinent, and I reconnected with Miss Jackie Bruton, who's actually my mentor. And so now I have a new batch of friends who are, are all abstinent, and we all practice the same thing. So that's my support system.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> you said a couple of deep things there. The uh, first thing was when your situation changed or when your environment changed, that began to kind of alter your way of thinking. And mm-hmm. so it sounds like the advice that you would give to young people is how important it is to watch the circle that you hang around. The, the young people that you have reconnected with now that you have um, gotten back in touch and, been having miss Jackie Bruton as your mentor are these individuals at your school, or how do you all keep one another motivated and supported in your decision to stay to stay abstinent
1: um we they are part of a group of i guess it's kind of like a speaker's group with that me and miss- ja- uh miss jackie this all of her mentors and we all we all went to different schools in high school, the majority of us and we um we're all in abstinence clubs at our high school, so that's kind of, like, how we met because when all the clubs, like, met from different high schools together, that's how we initially met. So we keep in contact, even though we all go to different schools and um, a lot of them have graduated college, we keep in contact by just meeting together, just like you meet with your friends and yeah, just like we meet together once in a while and we stay connected via social networks and talking on the phone and sexting and stuff like that. And that's how we, like, hold each other accountable. So if I'm feeling, you know, weak or anything like that, I can call one of my friends and tell her how I'm feeling and she'll advise me on what to do or whatever like that or they'll call me and we just hold each other accountable and that's how we're able to remain abstinent.
0: Now, it sounds like if you had the chance to do it all over, your decisions would have been different. Is that correct?
1: Almost definitely. If I had a chance to do it all over, I would definitely have kept the right people in my circle and just not spend so much time with, because it was really just that I spent so much time with people who were not of like-mindedness with me, like, if I would have not spent so much time with them, I believe that I wouldn't have given in so easily. Because it's really, like, I don't think people understand how powerful it is, the type of people that you hang around. Like, whatever your friends are doing, the more and more, no matter how crazy it is, the more and more and more you spend time with them, the more they shape your way of thinking. And no matter what you grew up thinking, if you spend enough time with those people, your way of thinking is going to change. It's going to be altered, and that's where I believe I went wrong.
0: Wow. Well, I do commend you for not continuing on that path, and that's why it was important, and I'm I'm very glad that Jackie introduced the two of us because I think that there are a lot of young ladies like you and even young guys like you that maybe started off on one path and made a decision, whether it's consciously or, you know, just based on the circumstances, that sent them on a different path. And they'll just continue on that path because they'll figure, like, well, I'm not a virgin anymore. Oh, well, I've already done it. Oh, I can't go back and turn back the hands of time. And they throw their hands up, and then they just continue to make the same decision, never really being fulfilled, never getting whatever it is that they were looking for. But I commend you for actually saying, okay, you know what, I made a mistake, and so I'm going to get back up here and I'm going to recommit myself to abstinence. And I think that that's what it's all about. We go through life, we make choices. Sometimes the choices are not the best for us, and it's okay to – Dust yourself off and say, okay, I'm going to get back on the road. And so, um, yeah, kudos to you. you. Now, um, what pressure do you feel, if any? I mean, you said that you went through high school and you didn't date at all. First of all, was that hard?
1: (laughs) That was, I don't know if I would say it was hard. Um, It was because my mother did not allow me to date. So it wasn't, like, I guess it wasn't, like, difficult in that aspect. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to be able to do this? Because it was just, like, it was not happening. (laughs) So, but it was hard as far as, like, looking around at all my friends, and they were all dating, and I was just, like, the one was, like, no boyfriend. (laughs) Or, like, if guys would try to, if I liked the guy and, I wanted, like, more than friendship. I couldn't really do anything about it. It was just, like, you're just going to have to be, like, my best, best, best friend. (laughs) So that was about it, but that was as far as it could go. And I hated it. I think that would be the more correct word. (laughs) I hated it in high school, but when I graduated and I realized that that also helped me to maintain my abstinent walk was not dating, because then I wasn't putting myself in situations where I would compromise my decision to be abstinent. So that helped me to, I think that was the main thing that helped me to stay a virgin for so long, just because I did not date. So all of my, the guys that I hung around or anything like that, they were just my friends, and we were, they were, like, strictly, like, platonic <laughs> friendships, and that was it. So it was hard, um, as far as Everybody around me was dating, and I was the only one not dating. But that was about, I think that was the only difficult part.
0: So now let's fast forward. And you, you're in college, and I know that you said that you started dating when you first uh, got in. And are you still dating now, or have you gone back to the no dating rule (laughs) that you had in (laughs) high school?
1: I would say that I go on dates even though I haven't been on a date in a while just because I'm really busy. (laughs) But I don't date. It's kind of weird. Like, my mentality of dating in high school is kind of still the same. It changed after high school when I hung around those wrong people, and it's kind of, like, went back to the same. I wouldn't say that I don't date completely, but the way that I date is completely different. Like, it's not... The traditional way of dating It's just not the traditional way of dating I don't like hang out with guys Like by myself Or at least I try not to I try to like keep it in a situation Where I'm not going to be tempted To to fall back You know I'm trying to, I try not to put myself in a situation Where I'm going to be tempted to want to have sex So if that means Like not inviting a guy Over to my house Then I'm not going to invite a guy over to my house Like I just have to Look out for, look out for myself, and look out for my body, and protect my body and my heart. So, I date, but I date completely different than the average twenty-something-year-old.
0: Uh, sounds like you got a lot of wisdom. I'm sure now that you've got a different perspective, it also influences the type of guys that you even consider dating. Is that right? Almost. Uh, Most
1: definitely, um, I definitely don't entertain guys who are not, like, if they don't respect my decision, and not just with their words, but with their actions, if they don't respect my decision, then we're not gonna, um, I won't, I won't go on a date with you, like, it's just, (laughs) there's no point, because a lot of guys, um, have said, like, oh, I, I respect what your decision, I, you know, I respect what you're trying to do, but then if we're in a situation where, like, we're just talking or we're alone or anything like that, then they'll, I don't want to say they'll try me, but they'll kind of, like, they won't help me to keep my decision to remain abstinence. Like, they don't, they don't help the situation out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're not helping me to remain abstinent, then you're hurting you're hurting me. So I'm not going to entertain that. So
0: it's kind of made me really, really picky. <laughs> and I think picky is good. Picky is really, really good. A couple of weeks ago, we had Christopher Hosey on the show, and you probably know Christopher. Yeah. yeah. Is he part of your... Circle yeah he's the part of our group <laughs> okay, and uh we were talking, and he was he was saying, and I'm a firm believer that as young ladies, we set the standard, and we teach people how to treat us, so the fact that in your dating life now, you set the standard, you let guys know up front this is where I am this is this is what I'm about, and you can you can kind of observe how they take that, and then it's if you continue on in a a relationship or dating with them and they cross over those boundaries that you set, well, then you are the one that makes the call whether or not I'm going to continue to accept this kind of behavior or if I'm going to cut you off. I think that guys tend to respect young women who have boundaries really firm, and they may complain. They may even... Say, I don't even want to have anything to do with you. This is too hard. I can get with somebody else. But they'll respect you at the end of the day. And there's something to be said about that. So good for you. Now, let me ask you this. What advice would you give to young ladies who may find themselves being in high school or even in college, who may be struggling, who may feel like, you know, this is impossible? What advice would you give them? In remaining strong And taking a stance I would definitely
1: Advise them to take it one day at a time I think that was the A really big thing for me Because I was When it became hard It was because I was looking at Like the long run Like oh my god How am I gonna Because I'm still young So I don't plan on getting married Like tomorrow or anything like that So I just kind of, I would think, like, how am I going to remain abstinent for all this time? Like, this is a long time. I don't know when I'm going to get married or whatever like that. So not thinking like that, but thinking, like, just one day at a time. Like, today I'm going to be abstinent. Today I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to remain abstinent today. And then tomorrow you do the same thing. So you just take it one day at a time and you make decisions, small decisions, big decisions, But do whatever you have to do to keep that decision, to protect that decision, whether it be not hanging out with certain people because you know that they're not supporting your decision. That's a really big thing. If they're not supporting your decision, then they're not for your decision. So you don't want to continue to – I'm not saying you can't be friends with them, but you don't want to spend so much time with them that they change your way of thinking or they, they affect your way of thinking. So that would be um, my two main, like, big pieces of advice.
0: Now, I do have another question for you. Do you think that your decision to remain abstinent has positively affected you in other areas like your ability to concentrate on school? I remember, I remember earlier you said that you're so busy. What kind of yeah. things are you busy with and <laughs> how would in your mind dating affect you being able to accomplish all those things?
1: That's actually one of the main reasons why I decided to after I started having sex, that's why I decided to stop having sex is because it became like it became something that was pulling me away from what I was trying to do with my life. It came it became something that distracted me and my relationships with guys were no longer the same where before guys never really distracted me to that extent. When sex became a factor, then they really became like a a really like a major, major distraction where I would stop whatever I was doing to talk to them or to go out with them or do whatever with them. But once I decided like I'm not getting anything done, um, you know, I'm still in school. I should have already graduated by now, but just, it just became a distraction. Like, sex is a complete distraction. It affects your mind. A lot of people just think that it's, like, physical. I even thought it was just physical. And so I sat back and I looked at the results of the things that changed in my life because of sex, and I realized that it's not just physical, that it affects your mind, it affects your thought process, it affects Every area of your life, when you have sex with someone, like that, it's crazy that even some of their ways of thinking become your ways of thinking. Like, things that were, that I hated about a guy, like, once I started having sex with them, like, I noticed that I was okay with those things that I hated. Or, I started to do those things that I hated. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but, like, just, like, their thought process became my thought process. And that's a major distraction when you're young and you're trying to accomplish, you know, different things in your life when you're trying to finish school, when you're trying to go to college, you're trying to finish college, you're trying to make a career for yourself. That's a huge, huge distraction. So, um. Did that answer your
0: question. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Now, for somebody who may be like you in many instances, maybe they did not, um, all, maybe they weren't always abstinent. Maybe they've always, maybe they didn't have the information. Maybe they made decisions based on their circumstances. How do you deal with interacting and coming across people who? Or, maybe in that circle, or maybe even guys that knew you or that you were that you were with, that you dated, that you were intimate with, but now you've taken the stance. How do you deal with them looking you in your face and or do you get any of that pushback? do you get How do you deal with that because I think that that would be a big challenge for somebody who's trying to do the right thing to still have to interact to still have to go to class to still have mm-hmm. to see the faces of those people who knew them back when. Right.
1: Um, That's a major challenge, um, dealing with those people, because they know you, they associate you with sex and they associate you with something that you are no longer associated with. So it's really hard to um, interact with them. Like, what I've done is I've let them know, like, hey, I know you did this in the past, but this is what I'm trying to do. And some of them have respected it and, you know, have been like, Paula, okay, I respect your decision and I'm going to support you in whatever you're trying to do. Those are the the A1 guys. <laughs> Those are the good guys. And then some guys have been just like, man, Paula, no, like, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work for you or yeah, right, Paula, like, I don't believe you. And they've tried me or whatever the case may be. And people like that, I've just had to be like, okay, look, um, we can no longer be friends. Like, I've just had to, like, literally, like, completely cut people off and just, like, tell them, like, you know, our friendship was great and blah, 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 but I'm headed in this direction and you are honestly not helping me to get to my destination. And so... I've had to cut a lot of people off, but what's amazing is that even though I've had to cut a lot of people off because of that, I've gained a lot of great friendships out of that. And even the friendships that I already had, they have become stronger. Like the good friendships that I've that I had, um, that I have, (laughs) have become stronger and better because I don't have the Extra unnecessary friendships of people That don't have my best interests At heart
0: Well good for you Um, Good for you Now in closing what advice would you give To parents who may be Listening who want to be of support To their daughters It sounds like your mother was very firm In in her rules (laughs) And can you give any advice To mothers and fathers who might be Listening on how they can help guide their daughters in making healthy decisions when it comes to sex.
1: Um I would definitely say especially if they're in their teenage years, no matter how much they um hate what you're if you're what you're doing to, to protect them at the end of the day like it's protecting them. Now, if you're doing if the decisions or the rules that you're making are not really protecting them and you're just, like, you know, setting these rules and they're not producing any fruit, I would say, then you need to, like, do something to change those rules or, you know, create different rules that are going to benefit them. But if you can see that they're benefiting them right now or that in the future that they will benefit from those rules and stay firm and, like, do not, no matter what they say, no matter how they act, because I know I gave my mom hell and I hated it, <laughs> And but at the end of the day, like, afterwards, like, even recently, I was telling her, like, I really appreciate what she did for me and protecting me when I was, you know, giving her hell in high school, like, that she's always still, like, protected me. And then definitely I would recommend one thing that I would say my mother did not do is Having like an open window to Talk about whatever So Not just asking them a bunch of questions About what they're doing but even Yourself um, Opening up to them and letting them know Your past mistakes and Like specific like stories Of things that They have done that You know they wish they could take back or Things that they did right that worked out You know just like being practical with them and helping them to, for themselves, to want to make the right decision, not just telling them what to do, but helping them to want to make the right decision. I think
0: that's what I would advise. I think that's great because I think a lot of a lot of things that hold parents back from having that open dialogue with their children is, I've been there, I've done that, I don't want my daughter to, know all of the stuff that I've done because she might feel like that's an okay for her to do the same or she may feel like who are you to tell me what not to do because you've done it but as Jackie Bruton said you know it's being a teacher is what that is it's being a teacher unless you're still doing those same things then that makes you a hypocrite but if you are trying to help them learn from your mistakes from your heartache from your challenges then that's making you a wise teacher. So I thank you so much for coming out and and being part of our show today and for sharing your heart with the listeners of A Priceless Perspective. In closing, how can the listeners connect with you if they want to have you out to speak, if they need some support and guidance, if they just want to talk to you? Is there a way that they can connect with you? I'm sure they can. Email me at pkay2020
1: at gmail dot com. Um, that's pkay2020 at gmail dot com. Or um, I'm on social networks, so they can always connect with me that way. All of my social networks are public, so that's a quick way to connect with me. I'm um, sincerely underscore pk. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram, and I'm on Facebook too. So that's a quick way to connect with me, and I'm always posting stuff about
0: you
1: know, abstinence and stuff like that, so. Okay,
0: and that was P as in Paula, and K, is it the letter K or the word K-A-Y? The word K-A-Y. Okay, so that's P as in Paula, K-A-Y. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Paula, for joining us here at A Priceless Perspective. And listeners, if you all are looking for a speaker, somebody to come in and speak with the youth at your church or at your school, reach out to her and the others connected with Miss Jackie Bruton to come out and motivate your young people. Thank you for tuning in to A Priceless Perspective. I'm your host, Nicole Steele. Well, listeners, This concludes our series entitled, You Are Worth the Wait. We would like to thank Paula and all the fabulous guests who weighed in on the topic of teen sex. And we hope you gained insight and a positive perspective on the power and benefits of abstinence until marriage. Again, it's not a simple message of just say no, but instead it's a message of saying yes to your destiny. Your body, your mind, and your heart are too precious to give away. And unfortunately today, the consequences are too high a price to pay. Don't gamble your heart and your future. It only takes one sexually transmitted disease, one pregnancy, one abusive relationship, one broken heart too many to totally destroy and divert you from your dreams and goals. It doesn't matter what has brought you to this point in life. Today you can make a stance and commit or recommit yourself to living the best life and saving yourself for the one who will make the ultimate commitment. And that's the commitment of marriage. I'm Nicole Steele and that's my Priceless Perspective.
1: Join the conversation. Visit us online at PricelessPerspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. This show has
0: been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program, Incorporated and Jim LLC.